Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's Boomer and Geo on the fan and the CBS Sports Network. Sizing Greg Giannotti, it's Boomer and Geo on the fan. We will be with CBS Sports Network a little bit later in the morning around 8.30. There is big field hockey to be broadcast on CBS Sports Network, so that's what's going on there. Also, anywhere you are in the free Odyssey app, good Tuesday morning. Two Monday playoff games yesterday. One got a little bit close later in the game but still was a dominant performance by one team and then the second one man i tell you i have not seen a team fall apart like i've seen the philadelphia eagles fall apart in my lifetime and also yesterday we get lots of scuttlebutt lots of axes to grind everybody is bickering and bitching about brian dayball with the new york giants I wonder where all that stuff came from. I don't know. Maybe one of Wick Martindale's buddies that Brian Dable fired, or maybe Wick Martindale, or anybody who is on the way out and no longer with the organization who wants to tear down the people that are still there. Good morning, Boomer. How are you? Yeah, good morning, G. I'm doing well. As a matter of fact, without us being on TV, I can actually pick my nose cleanly. Today. I know. It's okay. It's all good. There is something about that that yes. is I love being on television, but the few days that we're not, there, it's, yeah. like a, it's refreshing for a day. Right. By the way, I was watching field hockey the other day. I had never watched it before. I just wanted to see what we were getting preempted for. Yeah. Pretty good, actually. And We're not even preempted by field hockey right now. I'm watching Seth Davis interview some college basketball coach. So I don't even know what's going on. Now, I know that CBS uh, Sports Network keeps our cameras running here, so I'm assuming that Steven and the crew are still in. They're just not 630 sure. 6.30 call. 630. Oh, 6.30 call for them. So I don't know. I don't know what this is. Maybe maybe uh, the field hockey starts at six thirty or so. Well, then put us on for a half an hour, then right? I think and then go to the field hockey. I think it's U.S. New Zealand from India. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is. Yes. So I'm not really sure how that programming works, but I'm sure somebody's paying for it, and uh, you know, cash, cash, as they say, cash. cash. Give me cash. And That's if exactly the, right. And if the United States wins, we'll be preempted. Thursday, and okay. if they win again, oh, they're going to win. Then again, Come Friday. Come on, USA, we're going to win. Yeah, we won two world wars. Why not? We'll win this. <laughs> two world wars, remember yeah. uh, right. Bob Wiley? Yes, two exactly. world wars. Nobody stretched. Yes, <laughs> before they stormed Normandy, they were stretching their hamstrings out. <laughs> two world wars. Right, exactly. Uh, anyway, so yeah, you were talking about it. Uh, Josh Allen was great yesterday. 
just flawless, just perfect. And a lot of people were, you know, complaining about a particular play when he was running with the ball. Yeah. Whether or not he was going to slide or mm-hmm. not. And he kind of gave an indication he may have slid, but he was, but he kept running uh, for the touchdown. Yeah. So that happened to Patrick Mahomes against the yeah. Dolphins, too. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Yeah. Like the defenders don't know what to do. And, you know, is it the, is it the, is it on the quarterback? Is it on the referees? Is it on the defenders? The defenders, because of what happened to Josh Allen later in the game, where he did slide and he did get hit and there was a penalty thrown. Yeah, Miles Jack. You're right. That, that's what the defenders are afraid of happening. But what are you supposed to do when you're a defender who you have to tackle the guy? He's massive. He's running all over you. I mean, that is a tough decision to make in a split second, and he hit shoulder to shoulder. He didn't hit him in the head, and there was a conference with the officials there. I was hoping that they were not going to call that 15-yard penalty, but they ended up doing that, which essentially gave the Bills the win at that point. I talked to to everybody last year. We educated everybody last year about expedited replay. Expedited replay means that when these games are being played, New York has a central hub, and they're watching the games. And they don't want elongated discussions between the officials on the field. If New York sees something, and I'm talking about in this case, because this is an official's, uh, you know, this is this is his opinion watching the game in real time. They're going to throw the flag, and they will never pick up the flag in that situation. But they have these expedited replays to make sure they get the plays right. And number two, I, I didn't see this last year. I, maybe it was last year, but I, I definitely have noticed it this year. On the sidelines for each of the teams, there is a referee standing there with the coach. And they have a green, I think they have like a green armband. On. Well, yeah, Those and, are the people that you you could identify them. Right, and they are not a part of the actual officiating crew that is managing the game. What they're there for is to be able to tell the coach on, on each team what is going on through the communication of the referees on the field. And, of course, if there's any communication coming back from New York to the head referee on the or, or the actual referee on the field that is managing the game. So the NFL is trying to expedite all of this. They don't want to get into elongated discussions and replays and all this other stuff. They just want to get the calls right, which then brings me to the Pat Fryermuth fumble on the sideline. Yeah, now I can't figure this out. And I, 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 do, I do hate the fact that, once again, the officiating and these things are taking center stage. But... This is confusing as all hell to me. I don't understand how that play stood where they said there was a fumble out of bounds. There's no, you couldn't, you saw the football not touch Fryermuth's helmet when he was out of bounds. You clearly saw the Buffalo player recover the fumble inbounds with his entire body inbounds. I, I mean, that was bizarre to me with all the replay and all the different officials in New York and whatever else. That that ended up standing, that call ended up standing, because that, to me, was a fumble and a recovery by the Bills. So, yeah, and I felt the same way. Now, we're at CBS, and we get a lot of these different angles and everything. And I, I'm today, I sit here this morning still wondering about what the hell happened there. Now, Gene Steratore Gene did say during the broadcast that he thought it was a fumble. I, I, I still think it's a fumble. I said that at halftime. I thought it was a fumble. And I, somebody said, somebody. Somebody within our building, and I don't know if it was one of our researchers, I don't want to name any names, said that they believe that somebody in New York thought that there was a grazing of the helmet of Fryermuth and the ball while Fryermuth was out of bounds. Or there could have been, and they weren't sure, and that's why the 
the call on the field stood, and that's why they said it stands. It's not confirmed. It has to be irrefutable visual evidence right. to overturn a call on the field. So that that that's the other thing that they can fall back on. Sure. So maybe maybe that that happened, but you know it didn't cost the Bills. I mean, at the end of the day, I thought Mason Rudolph played reasonably well, except for the interception in the end zone. Well, in the second half, he did. But, he played, but it, you know, the interception in the end zone is what what killed him. Yeah, I mean, they were moving the ball up and down the field. Uh, you know, they were running the ball effectively. They were passing the ball effectively. I mean, they made it a game until Josh Allen kind of took over and and a couple turnovers uh, that they had, and that's ultimately why Buffalo won the way they did. Now we got Game Seven. We got a game seven between Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. Right now, they're stuck at three and three. Patrick Mahomes is two and zero oh in the playoffs. Josh Allen's three and one in the regular season against each other. And here we go, game seven, CBS Sunday, six thirty. Doesn't get any better than that, as far as I'm concerned. But look at the four quarterbacks on the AFC side: Lamar Jackson, C.J. Stroud, Patrick Mahomes, and Josh Allen. It's not a quarterback-driven league. <laughs> of course it is. Everybody knew that. Who's arguing that point? Uh, and that's going to be a great one. I'm going to be all about the Buffalo Bills in that game for lots of reasons. I want to see the Chiefs out. I'm tired of all the Kelsey Swift stuff. And then also, I mean, when a team has never won a Super Bowl and that city is so into that team, you want to see that. And I would, I would like to see the Bills at this point because all these other teams that I wanted to go to Vegas are not going to be able to. I'd like to see the Bills in Vegas now. That's that's the team that I'd like to see in Vegas out of all the AFC teams because I think that'd be a lot of fun. Bills Mafia, the fact that they've never won one. Last year they were a Super Bowl favorite. They completely fell apart. Uh, so that would be that would be a lot of fun. The thing I'm worried about, though, from just a football standpoint with the Bills is they are not getting enough production from their wide receivers. Like, Steph Diggs is not the weapon that he used to be. And it's basically, it's Josh Allen to the tight ends and James Cook. I mean, that really is what it is. And Josh well, Allen running. They have a couple of smaller receivers that actually made a couple of plays yesterday. But Gabe Davis was not on the field. He was hurt. And they lost uh, yesterday. They lost maybe their best defensive player at this point, Terrell yeah. Bernard. Right. Uh, who's going to be out for this game coming up against uh, Kansas City. So the defensive line, they'll get Rasul Douglas back most likely in the secondary. Um, it's going to be, look, you know, these are the two best quarterbacks. These are the quarterbacks that can do anything on the field. They can make any play on the field. They do make a lot of plays on the field. It's just a question of whether or not that Kansas City defense is going to get turnovers from Josh Allen. If he plays a clean game like he did yesterday, they're virtually unbeatable. Yeah. I mean, it's when he starts, you know, trying to do the hero stuff that we always talk about. He's the beast of the East. He's an amazing football player. He's fun to watch because you never know what he's going to do. And when he has a game like he did yesterday, that's MVP Josh Allen. Yeah, and this is the best defense that the Chiefs have had for the last number of years, but it's the worst offense that they have had in the last number of years. So I'm not exactly sure. I mean, you could still get hero ball from Patrick Mahomes at any point, and you could never rule him out. I have not seen the spread on that game yet. Did you see it? I'm very curious. My guess is... I'm thinking like Buffalo two and a half. If it's under three, I'd be surprised. I'm going to say Buffalo by four is what my guess is. I can't see that. Let me see here. Uh, It is... You nailed it. Two and a half. Buffalo, Bills minus two and a half. Yeah. You know, it's just you definitely have injuries on the Buffalo side of the defense. You know, I think they, I don't know if Gabe Davis is going to be back this week or not. That would certainly help. Um, you, know, you just have two superstar quarterbacks that are going to go, this reminds me of Brady and, and Peyton Manning. You know, it seems like every year they see each other. 
somewhere along the line in the playoffs. And, you know, it's usually a most memorable game, like the divisional game from a couple years back where somehow, some way, um, Patrick Mahomes gets his team into field goal range to tie the game. They win the overtime coin toss, and Josh Allen never gets the ball back. Yep, and that is a uh, an old timer for sure. Since I'm uh, sitting here looking at this for the the first time with the uh, spreads, let's just go through the other games. Uh, Texans at Ravens the first Saturday four thirty. What do you think the number on that is? I would say Ravens five and a half to six, eight and a half. Okay, Ravens minus eight and a half. Uh, Packers at Niners. Packers at Niners. I would say that's probably at ten. Packers at ten. Nine I mean, and I, a half. I, I'm not, yeah, Niners minus nine and okay, a half. My, okay, and Bucks at Lions. Lions seven and a half. Six. Lions minus six. And we just mentioned Chiefs at Bills. Bills minus two and a half. So there's your uh, divisional weekend spreads for the week. I'm kind of happy. I'm, I'm happy for, of course, Detroit and Jared Goff. I'm also happy for Baker Mayfield, who bet on himself. Yeah. And I mean, the story really is the collapse of the Philadelphia Eagles. And for Baker Mayfield, it's not. For Baker Mayfield, it's the redemption story. And same with Todd Bowles. And look, we're in the divisional round without Tom Brady, and we figure this thing out. But from an NFL standpoint, I mean, that was, especially on defense, that team looked like they wanted to go anywhere but where they were. They wanted to be anywhere else but where they were, missing tackles, not a lot of effort. They just, they were done. They were cooked. They were done. Their season ended essentially when they lost to the Arizona Cardinals. Then they end up losing to the Giants. They were just cooked. They were finished. You know what? It was really, uh, what was really evident. And I know Troy was talking about it some last night. I mean, they lost both their coordinators, the Eagles did. And it, it definitely had a profound effect on this team. Uh, it wasn't the same team that it was last year. And what's really shocking to me is that in the NFL, uh, you have a top flight team that makes it to the playoffs and you have no answers on offense versus a team that blitzes like 60% of the time. And last night, Todd Bowles just kept blitzing, kept blitzing, and the Philadelphia Eagles had really no answer for it, like no like structural answer for it. I remember we would go into games, and this is when we were at the height of our offense in Cincinnati, and we were playing a team, say, like Houston, who used to love the Blitz, or you'd play the 34 defense from Pittsburgh, and they'd love the Blitz, and they'd do all these fire zones and stuff. You would have a plan in place to handle it. Now, sometimes their great athletes would outplay one of your offensive linemen or one of your running backs or maybe a tight end that's stuck blocking a defensive end because of some configuration that's happening, and you know, they're going to beat you that way. But not when guys are completely coming free and the quarterback standing on his back foot and he's trying to launch one down the field. I mean, that should never happen. And if it does happen, you've got to have an answer for it. And I, I no adjustment whatsoever. And it goes to show you that they did miss their offense coordinator, Shane Steichen, who was out in Indianapolis, did a hell of a job this year. And they lost, and they lost Jonathan Gannon, their defensive coordinator, who became head coach of Arizona. And now the question is, what do you do now with Nick Sirianni, who we really came to like last year? Oh, sure. And, and that fan base absolutely loved him last year. And now they can't stand him. They think that he is the problem. All the blame is is at his feet for this team completely falling apart to the point where they get their asses kicked by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the wild card weekend playoff game. And this is a team that won the NFC last year to be that bad in a playoff game the next year. I mean, yeah, they're going to be people calling for his job. And I thought, too, it was very symbolic that 
you know, the tush push, which was the thing that they did so well. Everybody's talking about it. The NFL's mighty get rid of it. You know, 92%. And then in this game, two-point conversion, they use the tush push and they don't get it. It was like that was the... That was poetry in motion with the Philadelphia Eagles cherry on top that they were dead. Now, did you see the tush push that Josh Allen? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He never hit the ground. He could have kept going. You he, I thought he could have kept going. But did they blow it dead for the they did blow that he was forward like, progress. He was going forward. It was like <laughs> it was like body surfing sideways. Yeah. And then he somehow came down and he was gonna take off, but I guess they blew the whistle because they you know, I understand they don't wanna get a guy hurt and all that other you know, that kind of Thing, but I just he was he was not on the ground and I'm like man he could keep running huh. but it was uh yeah I mean like the games just weren't really that compelling to be honest with you no, and maybe was... hopefully uh hopefully this weekend you know with all the good quarterbacks and the good players and the energy and you know Lamar back in the mix now this is going to be a great weekend of football usually the best weekend of football is division weekend yeah I mean because you got four games and you've got a lot of really good teams I mean they're, they're... Really, the only game that's got a number, though, if you think about it, that's that's really low is, I mean, you got an eight and a half, a nine and a half, and a touchdown spread. Well, it's Bill's it. Chiefs. And it's, so it's Bill's Chiefs is the only one that's expected to be within a touchdown or less than a touchdown, which is not ideal. I don't know. The Packers are playing well. The Texans are playing well. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think the Packers are going to be able to beat the 49ers. I mean, could C.J. Stroud and D'Amico Ryans... Yes. In their first year, go into Baltimore yeah. and beat the Ravens. They could. I mean, it's unlikely, but they could. See, I Absolutely. Think it, I think it's a completely different uh, Lamar this year. I think he knows all about the, the shortcomings in the, the playoffs and how people talk. And he hears everything. And everybody has to defend him for some reason. Uh, and I know that he's been completely different this year. And you could see it towards the end of the season. When they had to beat the Dolphins, they beat the Dolphins. When they had to beat the 49ers, they beat the 49ers. And who is front and center in all of those games? As he always is when they win, it's Lamar Jackson. And it's going to be why he's going to win the MVP because of those two games. So he's a completely different player this year. And I think he's got the mindset now of like a Patrick Mahomes and a Josh Allen. Like, I'm crashing your party, boys. I'm coming to get it. <laughs> and we'll get his opportunity against the Texans Saturday. It'll be the first game that we see in Divisional Playoff Weekend. It's Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. We'll, we'll join them later. If you're watching CBS Sports Network now, you got, like, uh, Indiana Basketball Review. And then you get USA Field Hockey coming up after that. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, Borangio on the fan. Jerry Recco is here. He's got your Monday football recap and more. By the way, I love Pat Boyle. But Pat Boyle's 5 a.m. update this morning, very confusing. I was surprised you guys didn't address it right away. With the lead? Yeah, he, he did like a minute on the Islanders. Yeah. And then he didn't mention any of the NFL games. And then he finished with the Knicks losing to the Heat. They lost to the, the Magic. Magic. The Nets lost to the Heat, right. I mean, that was just, I didn't hear that part, but I, you know what? They, uh, they all do it differently now. And I love Pat. Don't get me wrong. I said, hey, but it is Pat Boyle. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, Pat I know. Boyle's... He's the, the star of WFAN. He is. He's we Pat better, Boyle. Boyle his, and Shen. Better get his act together. I believe four. Hey, I believe four o'clock he led with the Knicks. Okay. So a little hockey at, uh, at five. But no football, no football? at all? What the, f- the Stunat of the week. Stunat. He is the Stunat of the week. Yeah, well, that was also his two o'clock update. So, is he still here? Or is he home? Oh, Did he leave? wait, Did he the leave? five a.m. was the two a.m. I heard this. I said, which is what? about right. Three hours no, is about yeah, right, which is fine. But I was like, no football. It was insane. I think he just figured out a way, just to like you know, mail it in. Sounds like he's he, mailing you know. It's funny he doesn't mail it, and he actually does a very good job. I mean, Stu not of the week, right there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was thinking like someone gets in the car five o'clock. Now you guys obviously covered it, but I update right at the top of the hour and, and go to bed. Maybe Eagles Bucks. You're not sitting at the end of it. Islanders goal and then a sound from the car. Well, yeah, late well, late I, I, about it could not have been an Islanders goal. He meant from, the game. Five, from, the, from game. the game. From the game. From the game. Yeah. Chill out. <laughs> Couldn't have been an Relax. Islanders goal. They got shut out. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, they're going through it a little bit. Mm. Unfortunately, well, the Rangers are going through it too. I mean, yeah, but know. they won their last game. The Rangers. I know. Every. every Look, it, every team hits a, a slump somewhere along the line. That's all there is to it. Yep, and Pat Boyle detailed that for about two minutes during his update. Hey, I'm the star of WFAN. I'm WFAN's Pat Boyle. <laughs> no, you're not. You're the student of the week. Student of the week. Hey-o. Uh, hey, Jerry, what's going on, man? We are brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. So the late game, indeed, was the Bucks and the Eagles. And in case you listened at 5 o'clock and didn't know, <laughs> um, Tampa came away with the win. Motion across from David Moore from right to left. Shotgun snap to Mayfield. Sets, throws, right side. Catch at midfield. Breaking attack was Palmer. Down the right sideline. Bears across the field. He's going to go. He'll go all the way for the touchdown. And remember that. That's Kevin Kugler, Westwood, one on the fan. Ha, ha, ha. Philly, suck it. 56 yards to Trey Palmer. The uh, Bucks beat the Eagles 32-9. to Baker Mayfield, three touchdowns on the night, 337 yards passing. More Palmer and Godwin with the catches. Here was Todd Bowles. Baker was outstanding. He was sharp. I mean, the whole game he was sharp. Like you said, they dropped some balls, but he kept coming back. He kept going to him. He was putting the ball in only a place where they could catch it. He didn't turn it over. They kept making play after play after play. He did a hell of a job. Well, Mayfield says, forget. I mean, what did they drop about five passes on him? Yeah. It was unbelievable. 
He says, forget me, our alternate wide receivers, like we mentioned, Moore and Palmer, really did a great job. Big time. Um, you know, they were running a couple coverages where they were double-teaming Mike and Chris at the same time. So uh, those guys had a lot of one-on-ones and, and took advantage of their opportunities. Mike Evans and uh, Chris How Godwin. How many balls did Mike Evans drop? I mean, he could have had a much bigger game. Yeah, well. You know, the, uh What's really interesting is that Baker's moving on and the Cleveland Browns are staying home. Yes, and Todd Bowles is moving on and the Jets are home. <laughs> and Jordan Love is moving on and uh, Aaron Rodgers is home. That is true. You are right. The Packers are moving on and Mike McCarthy sucks, yes. Uh, here oh, was wait, Palmer. You know I'm just Come kidding. On, I'm man. joking. I'm joking. Relax. Relax. <laughs> All right. I like Mike McCarthy. I hated Sunday. Uh, here was Trey Palmer. Well, that was a new experience for me. Uh, actually, you want to know a crazy story? This is my first, like, bowl postseason game. Like, I ain't never played in a postseason. <laughs> Isn't that something? <laughs> That's pretty wild. Uh, then on the other side of the ledger, we got Nick Sirianni. Well, that was quite the collapse after winning 10 of 11, one and done in the postseason. We'll all have to look ourselves in the mirror and, and accept that and, uh, you know, just find, find answers, find sense. Uh, but obviously, you know, when you start 10 and 1, um, you know, and then you and then you get into what what happened for us. Obviously, that the expectations were high. Now, in the loss, Jalen Hurts was twenty five of thirty five with the finger, two fifty and one touchdown. But they were not good. He was asked after the game about Sirianni's future. I didn't know he was going anywhere. I know. I didn't, I didn't know that. Nah. Where's, where's your confidence level in him then to, to fix this team? I have everybody. I have a ton of confidence in, um, in everyone in this building. Okay, I suppose, but that was a bad ending to the season. So on the Eagles post-game show with uh, Mike Missanelli and Seth Joyner down in Philly, um, here was Joyner, the former Eagle. I say former Eagle great, fair, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. He was my, uh, one of my teammates in Arizona, too, by the way. He was. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yep. He was sharp and pointed afterwards. Um, Hertz played uninspired football. I'm not going to exonerate Jalen at all because he played some of the worst football and looked so uninspired and so out of it on the sideline. And that was after he was calling out the coaches, obviously. And he also called out, remember I said at the end of that clip, when Kevin Kugler mentioned James Bradbury and the whiff, yes, here was uh, here was Seth Joyner. I think James Bradbury has totaled over thirty missed tackles in one season. How is that even possible? That's a part of the game and part of what you do. He went on. For the like Giant five fans minutes. could probably agree with him on yes. that one. And just but, clobbered uh, them. No, that's something. Seth is no joke, man. He is no joke. When he would go off in the locker room or on the field in the practice field. Oof. You didn't want to be anywhere near him. It's like, I was glad he was on the other. Like, yeah, I was glad he was on my team. Yeah, sure. But I was glad that he was not, like, on my side of the ball screaming at us. <laughs> you might have retired sooner. Oh, man. Uh, Bucks in Detroit, Sunday at 3 p.m. The early game was played at Orchard Park. And, of course, when we got to the game, expecting to see snow and gray skies, it was sunny. It was cold. Uh, and the Bills did what they had to do. Five on the play clock here on second and nine. Takes the snap. Back to pass. Fires over the middle. Complete. On a crossing route to Shakir, who gets away from the tackler. Down to the 10, looking for the end zone, and he's in! Khalil Shakir did a disappearing act on the tackler, reversed his field, and found the end zone! Unbelievable! Was Minka Fitzpatrick that went yeah, on that was. tackle? It was. Yes. But he kind of rolled Let over him go. kind of. Yeah, that was uh, Bills Radio with the call. That kind of capped the scoring. 31-17, the Bills get away from the Steelers with the win. Josh Allen, 203, three touchdowns, a 50 52-yard touchdown run. After the game, Sean McDermott, what a job by the fan base. Bill's Mafia showed up. I know that there wasn't always uh, clean seats to sit on, uh, but it didn't seem like it mattered to them. So 
Uh, I applaud applaud Bills Mafia for for showing up the way that they did in the fashion that they did. Well, they were certainly there and loud. Josh Allen on that 52-yard touchdown run. They played man. Um, didn't have a great man call on. So I decided to try to find a lane and uh, got, I don't know, 15, 20 yards downfield. And, you know, there's the, the a lot of guys screaming slide and didn't slide. Yeah, we know. And that... Like, if you hear that, too, as a defender, I think you brought it up. We were talking about it before, too. I don't know what you're supposed to do as a defensive player when these guys break into the secondary. Especially well, when they're going to throw flags on you. Right. Like they did yesterday on Miles Jack when he when he hits. Yes. Uh, uh, what's his name? Josh Allen. Josh Allen, right as he's sliding. You know and, what I mean? Like, and, and this isn't Tom Brady. This isn't what I mean, this is a guy who will truck you. Yes. That's the other problem. 6'5", 240. You have to try to tackle him. Yep. Well, it's like Lamar Jackson running with it. It's like uh, Patrick Mahomes running with it. I mean, these guys are deemed runners once they pass line of scrimmage. But the thing about it is they're quarterbacks and they slide feet first and it's all in a bang-bang moment. It's impossible for defenders. Very difficult for how many? You know how many times I got hit like that? Uh, probably 500. I, I, Phil and I sit there sometimes. We're just like, man... I, we could still be playing. <laughs> <laughs> you might be right. Uh, here was Mike Tomlin, just not good enough. Uh, we didn't do what was required to win tonight. We didn't take care of the ball. We didn't get it, get the ball from them enough in an environment like this, and thus uh, the score. Uh, they needed turnovers. I do give them credit, though. They were down 21 nothing. I thought they were going to lose by 50 points. Yeah, same here. And they battled back that block field goal. They came out and played really well offensively the start of the third quarter, but... I mean, they, you know, really what screwed them was that, that penalty, that 15 yard I agree. penalty. I agree. Really ended the, any yes. chance of a comeback. But they dug themselves too big of a hole. Yes. In the, in, I mean, they couldn't do a damn thing. Mason Rudolph looked like he was going to throw for like six yards <laughs> in the first quarter. But yeah. then he woke up, and I got to give him credit. This is a yeah. guy who's been there for a while, didn't get an opportunity, finally did, and he could have folded. Like the Philadelphia Eagles did, and he went out there and grinded yeah, on the they, road. They, they played hard, got his man. team back in the game. I mean that that was impressive. They, they stayed in the game. That block field goal was a change of momentum, certainly in the first half. I was thinking about listening to Mike Tomlin right there. He'd be like, if he's going to take a year off or whatever he's doing, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the passive aggressive leaving the podium yesterday when he was asked a question about all this stuff. He could do books on tape. Of course, he could be a great guy. Great voiceover guy. Yes, just play play this again. And imagine you're driving, you got a long drive or something, and you're listening to books on tape. Uh, We didn't do what was required to win tonight. We didn't take care of the ball. We didn't get get the ball from them enough in an environment like this, and thus, and thus uh, the score. And thus, thus. absolutely. What old Shakespeare? I I was going to say yes. And thus, thus thou. Yeah, no, absolutely. And by the way, if, if you missed it, as Boomer said, he gets a question about his future. You, it, you, all you hear from the reporter, I'm sure Jerry probably has. Mike, you have a year left on your contract, and gone, and walks away. Mike, you have a year left on your contract, walks away. That yeah, was see the end you. of that. Yep, talk Which to you tomorrow. Very so, unlike him. So the interesting thing is, like mm-hmm. most most coaches, and I, I would think that Pittsburgh is very similar to Cincinnati. They don't, they don't uh, negotiate contract extensions during the season. They just don't do it. They wait until the end of the season. There's no rush. You're under contract for another year, just kind of like the Dallas Cowboys are right now. Now, eventually, they're going to have to come to an agreement because no coach is just going to take one more year on a one-year contract. They're going to want an extension. They're going to want like a three-year extension. They're going to want four years. 
So this is where the Cowboys and the Steelers find themselves right now with their present coaches. They each have one year left on their contract, and they're not going into next year without some sort of security or without a job. Yeah, and the Steelers are not going to fire Mike Tomlin, so if he wants to take a year off, this is very similar to the Sean Payton thing, right? So Sean Payton, he just decided to walk away, and then they had to trade him, right? Because he was still under contract. Yeah, but I mean, what could happen is if, like say, Mike wants to take a year off, Mike Tomlin wants to take a year off, uh, the Steelers don't have to pay him. And I think the way that it would work is that he would walk away, and then he'd sit out for a year, and that, that contract that he has with the Steelers would preclude him from going somewhere else this year, this 2024 year. Yeah. But then once that year runs out, I think he's able to go and go wherever he wants to go. Okay. I believe so. So don't hold me to that, but I think we were talking a little bit about that yesterday, and that was kind of like the understanding that I had. Well, what, what happened with Peyton, though? Didn't he have more time on his deal? I think he had a lot more time on his okay. deal, and I, I think they may have paid him. <clears throat> Okay, all right. So not the exact same circumstance. Saturday, the Ravens get the Texans at 4.30. Niners, Packers, 8.15. Sunday, Bucks and Lions at 3. Bills, Chiefs at 6.30. The Falcons did interview Bill Belichick yesterday. Jim Harbaugh met with the Chargers and Giants offensive coordinator Mike Kafka meeting with the Seahawks for their head coaching vacancy. Knicks magic last night. <laughs> Nick's magic last night. No Jalen Brunson again. And the Knicks struggled down the street. <laughs> It was funny. We all had the same reaction. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Not a good ending for the Knicks. <laughs> Carroll drives. The runner's up. Shot is no good. Fight for the rebound. Cole Anthony. He's made a lot of big plays. Fox inside. Layup. He missed it. Gets his own rebound again. And Carroll, his jump shot. That's good. And the Knicks down three. Very similar to in Dallas when they couldn't grab the rebound when they made the stop. And so last night, the Magic uh, finished well. They win 98-94 at the Garden. Uh, Pablo Boncaro had 20. Wendell Carter, 17 it's off the bench. It's a bad loss. And, you know, it's a bad loss. But, you know, Brunson's been missing, what, two games now? Yeah. <clears throat> not a good loss. It's a good team, though, Orlando. They beat them at home. I agree, but it's not like you lost to the Portland Trailblazers like the Nets did last week. I mean, it, it's still a good team they lost to. But you are right. At home, you should win that game. And, and it just goes to show you the importance of Jalen Brunson, though. Again, he's the, he's the leader, man. If he's not out there, especially late in games. Here was Julius Randle with him not there. You know, obviously missing JB is a big piece for us, so uh, it's tough. You know, but we had enough to win that game. But they did not. He was 5 of 18 shooting, 15 points. Nets lost to the Heat 96-95. Jimmy Butler, 15 of 16 from the free throw line at 31, including the last two that put them in front. And then Mikkel Bridges misses on the back end. Could have won the game. They don't. Uh, college basketball tonight, St. John's, Seton Hall at the Rock. UConn, the number one team in the country now after the latest polls released. The Nets signed the son of Vladimir Guerrero, Vladdy Miguel Guerrero, as well as a top international catching prospect, Giovanni Rodriguez. The Yankees signing the top overall international prospect, outfielder Francisco Valorio. The Bruins shut out the Devils 3-0. Charlie Coyle scores in the second. That's all they needed. And yes, if you heard the 5 o'clock update, you heard that the Islanders were up losing to the wild. Here's a two on one. Erickson Eck and Felino. Jewel Erickson Eck scores. A shorthanded goal. Just the cherry on top tonight. That was Brendan Burke on MSG. Matt Zuccarello with a power play goal. Didn't realize he was in Minnesota. Um, and the Wild win five. Been there for four years. Did not realize. Okay. Mark Andre Fleury with 21 saves. Their head coach is Lane Lambert. He says, awful. I just didn't like our effort at all. I didn't think we were uh, 
100% committed to playing the game the right way right from the start and uh, just kind of snowballed as we went along. Islanders in Winnipeg tonight. The Rangers host the Kraken. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and the free Odyssey app. So yesterday, MLK, MLK Day, and we were thinking, like, you know, it's usually the NBA day, and we obviously had a playoff game last night that was scheduled. The question is, I don't, I'm don't. i assuming that this game yesterday, uh, Pittsburgh-Buffalo, probably did great ratings. And if it did do great ratings, does the NFL decide that 1 o'clock window on Sunday? Eh, we don't need that. We want to have this game on Monday and do what they did here. And will they move one of the playoff games to Monday? So you would have a two on Saturday, two on Sunday, and two on Monday. Depending on what the ratings are. Now, speaking of ratings. Wait, you're talking about like next year. Next obviously. year, yeah, 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 yeah. Not, not like now. No, yeah, I mean for be... next year. Like if, if Wild yesterday. card weekend next year, you're saying, would they duplicate this? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I, you know, and the thing about it is, is that, you know, I can't wait to see what the ratings are for this. So I'm assuming a minimum, I'm hoping a minimum of 15, which is a huge, which is a big number. And it would beat the one o'clock window on Sunday. But would it land on Martin Luther King Day every year, though? That's the problem. Like everybody had off yesterday. Like if this is a regular work day, putting a game on at four. No, it would have to be MLK Day. Right. But is that, I don't know how the, I'm not then, really sharp then, with calendars then, every year, but. And get this, you're not going to like this. You're not going to like this. Zach Wilson's and the Vikings know, quarterback. Well, yeah, you know that. <laughs> but you can take this with a grain of salt. Oh, grain of salt spot! Grain of salt spot, Al. Uh, when they go to 18 games, then they can move the Super Bowl to the President's Day weekend. 
Okay. Okay. So there will be an 18 game, I believe, and um, I'm I'm telling you, this this thing still is in a state of flux. The NFL knows what it's doing, and they'll look at it. They'll look at the ratings, and they'll do a better job of. Uh, I'm not saying better. They didn't do a good job or a bad job, but they'll celebrate more of MLK Day, I believe. Uh, this this game, they weren't prepared to do that yesterday. Sure, because it was a uh, cancel a, pro, a postponement, I should say. So it, it would be a. A more of a celebration, I think. You know, it makes a lot more sense, especially from a TV standpoint. Now, speaking of TV and speaking of streaming and everything else, you, yeah. know, uh, you know, I'm over there at CBS yesterday and I'm following, I see Al's, you know, putting out a tweet and he gets all mad at Peacock because Peacock is telling you it's the most streamed game in the history and that's exactly what they wanted because that's why they had Taylor Swift and Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs and the Miami Dolphins and everything else. And I see Al taking a shot at Peacock for them putting out a press release telling you how many people streamed it. And why Why were you upset by that? Well, I, I would like to hear from somebody other than the actual company tell me how great they are. It's like with podcasts. Everyone's the number one podcast, but the person who's telling you they're number one is the number one podcast. How's your podcast? It's number one. Okay. <laughs> um, so I just you, don't but, trust NBC numbers. You can't tell me that game had almost as many viewers as a regular uh, playoff game and it was on streaming no chance and Mike Tarico had some sort of line about it, it was like some historic moment in the history oh, he's of... supposed to do that he but, works for NBC but that's his point let Andrew Marshan because he's trying to take everybody down let him figure it out and then they also are including in the numbers the local over the air NBC in Kansas City oh, and you Miami can't do that. exactly not allowed to do that. Not you got to, to separate that. it. Correct. And and you compared it to something else. You compared it to you talking about what? I said, I said like if NBC's telling you how great Peacock was, I go that's like me saying I got a nice schween. I mean, it's coming from me. So what? We'll, we'll, you know, what credibility we, we, is that? Is that like something we need to hear from Gina? I guess right. <laughs> <laughs> An independent source. But even that's sort of like not exactly. totally independent. Need an independent right, source. Right. Yeah, we need an independent source. Now, anyway. no one else has. No one else has gotten those numbers, right? I mean, I guess NBC is the only one that's privy to those numbers because it is streaming services. So, I mean, I I don't think we're ever going to get the right answer on, on that. Like the NFL will know, NBC will know, but. I, I mean, saw a bunch of different things floating around that had 23 million, and then other people were writing that 5.9 million was streaming. The others were from, you know, the markets, the, the local yeah. markets. I mean, the real question is, is, you know, that game, by the way, CBS bought that game, I think, two years in a row. So it wasn't like it, this is the first time that that particular playoff game had been sold. Uh, we just, as I understand, I don't think we paid nearly what. You know, Peacock paid which was 120 million. Yeah, 120 million. So, and you have to remember, as I was reminded again yesterday, that 55 percent of that goes right into the players' pool. Mm. <laughs> so it's not all into Roger Goodell and the owners' pockets. And then I was thinking, there's probably how many people do you think have full time jobs and benefits through the NFL? League office and the 32 NFL I mean, teams. that's... Uh, I, Would you say like twenty five to 30,000 people? And probably. I mean, there's there's about 10,000 on the sideline for any particular game. So I would imagine that, yeah, that number... But I'm talking about full-time I know, benefits. I know. Yeah, I mean, in the building, you see, when we go over to training camp, I mean, you lived it. But yes. when I, we go over to training camp, I mean, there are... I mean, there's thousands of people. Dude, when I played, we had five coaches on offense. 
now there's like a like individual coaching sessions for each player now. That's how many coaches they have. Right. And then there's probably that many more business people and ticket people and everything else. HR, you gotta have HR. HR, yeah. So yeah, I'm sure there's I mean, that number sounds good to me. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it was more than twenty five thousand. I mean, I know people bitch and complain about things, but like I said, CBS bought that game. Now, we didn't put it on any sort of streaming platform. We didn't sell it the way we sold it is the way we normally sell it. Tony Toronto, sell it. <laughs> get it done. Right. Tony, you know. two times. Hey, get, Tony, two times. Get, get out get there and do it. Hey. Um, by right. the way, so I was looking yeah. forward here to January 2025 because okay. of your MLK Day 2 Monday thing. Now, MLK is January 20th in 2025, oh, which it would is. be okay. the next weekend. So it probably wouldn't work out for Wild Card Weekend, right? It would have to be Divisional Weekend. It would have to be Divisional Weekend to do it on but I don't think it would do it. I, well, they may. They may. I don't know. But why would I mean? It'll be on s- Paramount Plus. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it would be, you, you got Saturday and Sunday, though. You know what I'm saying? It's only I, four games. Yeah, yeah, only four games for that, right? Yeah, I know. I mean, it's, look. I, it was a good idea. I just wanted to, you know. Well, I want you to, you know, straighten me out. I just want to see exactly where it landed because I, I wasn't sure. Love- you know, sometimes that you know, like what is the you know, you know that the Kentucky Derby is the first Saturday in May. You know that MLK MLK Day moves around. It, it moves around. Yes, like Thanksgiving, you know where it's going to be, like stuff like that. So I just wasn't sure if it was going to be the well, same. It is the week NFL? Every year. Maybe they can make it the same weekend <laughs> every year. <laughs> Imagine that Roger Goodell moves MLK Day <laughs> for ratings. Also, they could sell it and they could celebrate it. And they can. Keep that would be the ultimate NFL power play. Moving holidays. <laughs> we to want, benefit that. Christmas has to be every Monday. <laughs> every, every every Monday, every single year, we must have Christmas. Right. Uh, it's Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports. I only day. got two inches, Jerry. I don't know what you got. Wow. All right. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 